Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Som, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome, welcome everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks, host of AVA Live Radio, and you are on episode number 661 of Behind the Music. I'm excited for the show because we get to catch up and see what's been happening with one of our very, very good friends and amazing songwriter, Kristen Mora, will be here with me. But first, I will be playing her song. This one is called Tidal Wave. There's also a video, so be sure to go and check that out. Dreams where I can make a sound 
That was Tidal Wave by Kristen Mora. Please welcome her to AVA Live Radio. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. And yourself? I am good. Thank you. Just hanging out. Really excited to catch up with you because, you know, it's winter. We're about to turn a new year. We are in the final stretch. I just saw the countdown, the shopping countdown, which is happening all over my email right now. <laughs> are you all ready for Christmas? I'm never ready. I usually uh, wait last minute and do a bunch of cards with gift cards and then call it a day. I love it. That's hysterical. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good idea. <laughs> I I always go crazy in, in uh, December. I don't know why. Something starts me off. Like, you know, I'm working a lot, right, as you know. And then in Christmas, mm-hmm. I start to buy for people, and then something just changes and shifts, and all of a sudden – you know, everything is just about like receiving a package every single day, whether it be for me or someone else. And we're rapping and just doing all kinds of stuff. So, so Kristen, tell me about your song, Tidal Wave, and everything that you've been working towards this year. How do you feel that you did coming to the end? I mean, we need to take an account of how things went. Well, a lot of this year has been working with a whole new producer who actually listens to the artist's perspective, listens to the lyrics and kind of builds a song around that. So it's been a, uh, it's been a eye opening experience, I guess to say, to have more opportunities to be more open and more kind of driven to us being part of the different projects, like what instruments are going to be involved. Um, where do I want this? What sounds good? Which vocals do I actually want? Because now I'm actually part of the whole comping process. So it's kind of cool to see the kind of the behind the scenes, just knowing how to do certain things and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. It's nice that he's got you involved in the process, especially that you guys seem, you seem to click. It sounds like you're getting along really, really well with him. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I've kind of been creating songs for years but never had the experience that I do now but it just takes working with new people to kind of see what's more available to you what opportunities is it's going to open so basically don't limit yourself to working with the same people but once you find that combination that kind of works and you click with it and you know this is kind of the you sound you got to stick with it you can still work with other people but you're always going to have that fallback to know that this is working for you. Yeah, I agree. I've seen a lot of people too, like if you want to do something different and that producer isn't able to do that, like he's, his comfort zone is like in one area. And then say you wanted to do electronic or you wanted to lean in another direction, you can always seek mm-hmm. out different producers and even like bring it back to another producer You know what I mean? If you want, if you think that your vocals sound great a certain way and they're just not working out, but the music is great that the other producer is working with you on because his influences just change it and make it so fresh, then there's always ways of doing it that way. I've seen a lot of people like, for instance, Celine Dion, she uses the exact same engineer to record her vocals every single time, despite any other Mm -hmm. producer that they work with. And it makes sense. Right. Because if you listen to the stuff I have now versus... You know, years ago, you'll see a big difference in sound, whether it's so synth-driven or more live-driven. So I can take all that synth-driven stuff and probably turn it into an acoustic track and say, I have a whole separate song in itself because it's going to have a whole different um, 
kind of level that you're throwing at your audience and stuff. Because if they didn't like this kind of vibe, but maybe they'll like this and maybe it'll draw more people in, you know? I don't mm-hmm. have to use that same producer that created one sound. I can then go with this current sound that I've kind of created and do it all again. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. It does. It is finding the process. You know, I remember years and years ago in the beginning, like we would try different things and I would be in the studio with different artists and they would say, you know, I just don't feel really comfortable with one person or another, you know? And, um, I know how that is because I think that there's, there's going to be a personality, you know, a conflict at one time or another, if you jump from person to person and you're not always going to hear probably what you're thinking of, you know, like when you get in a studio, are there certain settings that you always ask to have no matter who you work with so that you get the feedback right as you're delivering the lyrics? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, it could be like reverb or a certain mix that you just are used to hearing. I mean, all that is good kind of an end game, I guess, if it's kind of needed to make the sound bigger. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time with past recordings, um, you can't really sing vocals or do vocals on the first round over effects because you can't really hear how you sound because you're singing through all these effects. So your pitch may be off or this may be off, and it's really hard to do. So part of the good thing about working with this new producer is I can kind of see where my vocals lie and I can see where I need to improve. That's good. So he's already starting to work and find your spot, your sweet spot of where you like to hear and how you like to work. Because a lot of people, there's some people that can't record with dry vocals because they seriously just feel thrown off, you know, because it feels like such a dead space. They just need a little bit of a touch in the mix. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about Tidal Wave because we've been pushing out videos in this past month and I know that you've got a lot. You always tell me that you have so much in the arsenal in the backdrop of Instagram and, you know, and, and being able to put out a lot of content. Tell me what's happening behind the scenes. What happened with this video and where are you at as far as your content? So Tidal Wave was actually uh, officially released January of this year. So it's been almost a year already, which is crazy. But um, the song itself is about the obstacles that we kind of see in everyday life. So it could be things you're experiencing. It could be things I'm experiencing. But just something that you're physically seeing as a reminder to say, even though there's so much crazy going on around you, that you can still have the feeling of being grounded to something that you completely enjoy. So the video... uh, I saw basically photos of a set and it was still live and they were still using it. So I took advantage and I reached out to the video guy for that sort of thing. And I asked him, well, can I use your set? And it just worked out perfectly. That's awesome. Yeah. Always a good thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I still can't believe it's been a year already. Boy, it just flies. Do you ever feel like you're running behind or do you feel like each month you're getting the things done that you really wanted to? I'm getting things done, but every single time I complete something, there's always something ready or that I want to do. So there's always something, even though I'm finishing something. That's very, very true. How do you feel about social media at this point? 
in time after being on it. I know you've gone to classes and you've really studied up and ex- had time to experiment, no doubt. How do you feel about it? There's something kind of, it's real, but sometimes it seems fake. Because you can have many different personalities. You can have many different hair colors, for example. Now, I'm a fan of color. So I've I've got blues, I've got purples, I've got blonde, I've got my natural hair color at brown. But it's it seems like people gravitate towards one over the other, which is kind of cool to see, but it's not the real side. Well, there's no doubt about it. It's the filtered side of everything, isn't it? But what about stories <laughs> and things like that? I mean, I've noticed that a lot of the artists are starting to show a lot more raw material in the stories. And it's kind of hard to fake your way through little live, you know, little live presentations, especially if you're doing video Mm -hmm. in your stories. It's easy to, you know, use filters and to take the best picture possible and stuff and put that in stories. But as far as live video goes and those little those little snapshots into people's lives, how do you feel that that adds to Instagram? Do you feel like it's becoming bringing a little more realistic quality to it? And do you like that or is some of it not good? Like do you ever hit a, hit a thing where you're following somebody and you're like, wow, I just don't want to follow this person anymore. Cause I really don't like the real life aspect of what they're showing. Well, the one thing I do notice in just photos, aside from stories and lives and things, the more raw you are and the more natural, mm-hmm. the more engagement you seem to get because it's realistic. Very true. I think so too. Although I can say once you find the sweet spot for your content, like a lot of the artists that I've worked with over this last year, they have really struggled to try and figure out what is going to be the push button. What is it going to take for people to want to follow them? And if they went really real and raw on the photos and the image quality was just, you know, not great, the lighting wasn't great. Sure. That's real. But unless you get great, image quality and you start finding fantastic ways to take pictures, you don't stand out enough to garner the submit the, the subscription. So people stop subscribing or they unsubscribe to your content if you're putting out really grainy stuff. So there's kind of like a fine line to walk, right? You have to be real, but it also yeah. has to look really great. And my Instagram specifically is like a walking music video. What have you found works the best? on your Instagram page so far that, that your followers really love to see from you? Uh, the blonde hair has been pretty popular. And those are <laughs> a past photo shoot I did. Um, did the blonde hair increase the amount of male followers to female ratio? You know what? I didn't actually dig in deep to see who was actually liking the photos and or commenting for that. Yeah, I'm curious to Would see if cool that happens. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious because I have several Instagram pages and my main page has a lot more men than women, but then the fashion pages have a lot more women than men. And right. it's amazing because, you know, obviously hair is the same, but like the they translate differently and the accounts really draw differently. You know, they draw completely mm-hmm. different Ooh, people, yeah. which it's it's kind of peculiar to see. I mean, there's of course crossovers. I remember when I first started it, I was trying to hide it from people and Instagram kept recommending it. So I just couldn't hide anything. (laughs) And I'm like, how are you finding this? And they're like, oh, Instagram told me about it. I was like, oh, great. (laughs) 
but that's just how it goes, right? So try and find out if, if it is, like, if the ratios are flipping, depending on the pictures. I'd be interested to know that. Right. What else have you liked about it? Like, have you started to dive into video or any kind of content like that where you think people want to see vlogging from you or you're trying to connect through those types of, of uh, content? Based on comments and direct messages, no one's really requested any blogs or vlogs or any sort of live aspect. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what I put out is kind of, it's so heavy on instrument that you can't really do it live currently. Very true, right? Oh, as far as singing, you mean. Now, I'm talking about like the day in the life. Now, what I'm seeing a lot lately is there's so many people that um, are on Instagram, they're doing really, really well, but there's no like what's going on behind the scenes except in stories. So they've taken to like HGTV to add that aspect of vlog of what's happening behind the scenes, like talking directly to the camera so that you can just get more content. Now it's really time consuming, obviously, but I still think that as opposed to YouTube where it has to be a little more produced that I'm finding it has to be Mm -hmm. a little more produced on HGTV. I got that right. HG. Yeah. HGTV. It's, it's kind of a little more rough, right? You can do it because it, the aspect ratio, I guess, is, is vertical rather than horizontal. And I find that, like, you don't have to edit out parts as much on that format that people still really like them. And I'm actually going to be experimenting more with it. How do you feel about it? Is there something that maybe you could be doing for that type of content to put it out? Are you, are you going to try it all in 2019? I mean, I've tried spinning current videos into a vertical aspect, but it just doesn't yeah. look right. It cuts things off, and it's just it, I feel like it's missing something. Oh, you mean like taking your old videos? No, I'm taking. I'm talking about like basically vlogging from your phone. Like, take your phone and just hold it vertically, and don't do horizontal videos, and not necessarily make. Well, you could make music videos. Like, I I was going to take on a challenge this next month of making a music video with mm-hmm. my cell phone. You know, which would be kind of interesting <laughs> if I have more time to edit it. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I know I should be going live and I should be doing more stories. I would say me behind a camera kind of thing because it helps the algorithm. But yeah. I feel like my audience is not requesting it. So why do it? Maybe they don't know what they're missing. <clears throat> it's one of those things that... Um, how do I word it's it? It's just more. If your fans or audience aren't looking for it, then it may not be the right thing to do. And it's just more sometimes, you know, especially if you're already really busy. I, I think a lot of things, um, they get, they just kind of go out with the bathwater just because we simply just don't have time to do everything. How have you been handling working full time and having, you know, a personal life and then also trying to do the music and get all this content together. How have you been handling it? <laughs> the lack of sleep is starting to get to me for the end of the year. And that's probably why I have a nice head cold, but <laughs> it, it'll all pay off in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it will. What's the ultimate goal? Like what would you like to see happen in 2019? Well, the opportunities that have kind of surfaced is pitching that I've been doing the last couple of months. So 
between pitching to artists and different sync opportunities, I'm hoping to do more on the songwriting approach. And actually, I have the whole artist side, but then I'm kind of behind the scenes doing something that not a lot of people know of, which is still very important for the music industry. It is very true. And do you find that it's fulfilling, though? I mean, like, if you got a song pitched to someone else and you weren't allowed to tell anybody else that it was your song, how would you feel about that? Would you ever take that kind of a contract? Still mind to me. I wrote it, and basically my voice is being put in front of a bigger audience. So I'm still technically speaking my mind. Yeah. Very true. I've actually been in that situation before where I've written songs and they've been they've been picked up for something. But confidentiality agreement was in place and I could not tell anybody that that was my song, which is interesting. And this is a this is a little part of the business that a lot of people don't know happens, you know, when -hmm. you get to certain stages. Not everybody is going to, you know, want different credits on the songs. And, you know, not that all of the artists are doing that by far. A lot of them are writing their own material, but there are some out there that you think they're writing material, but they're actually, those names on there are not the songwriters. You know, they're the people that worked on the song and they maybe changed the song a little bit, but it really came from an unknown writer. But in the long run, at the end of the day, it's Mm. still you. Because you're registering your songs, you're collecting royalty, so you're not out of the game in the long shot. Because maybe this one song is picked up by someone that doesn't want your name on it. However, in a couple of years after contracts run out, it's back to yours again and you can do whatever you want with it. But sticking to non-exclusive deals is probably the way to go. But in the interim, your one song that is doing really well for somebody else that you wrote your voice yeah. is still being heard i mean isn't that true? you have still won it's kind of the wild west and you just don't know what's going to happen and but i can say this it's going to be an exciting 2019 what are you most looking forward to in this next year the ability to have uh more of a catalog that i can be putting in different libraries that are going to kind of pick up and widen my audience. Oh, that's exciting. It seems like you've really gone this route that you're really pitching songs and you're just kind of planning everything for that pitch. Agreed. I mean, part of what we've been talking about with the new production is creating some sort of songwriting partnership. Cause now I'm looking at <laughs> resurfacing songs 15 years ago, whether it's a oh rewrite or just re-release or do all that sort of stuff. And that way it's not a lot. Like, are you going to take each one of these songs full gamut and do a a big production on them? Or are you going to do them acoustically or what, what's the plan? Is something going to change from you? Or am I always going to see like the same kind of like more produced pop songs? Well, a lot, uh, a handful of things that I currently have ready to do something with are kind of, acoustic live. They do have somewhat of full production, but it's kind of an in-between say. Mm-hmm. Like Tidal Wave is very, very, very pop. The other is a more singer-songwriter, a little bit like Owl City. Interesting. Yeah. 
it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with you, you know, and see how this goes up. I just have a good feeling. I, I really hope that you get one of your song pitches to somebody big because just even one is really like it's a whole career. <laughs> and then after that, exactly. that door's open. You know, once you have that one thing, a lot of people go. I've, I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, musicians turn into this road and done so, so well with it because there's so many opportunities, you know, like there's, there's commercials to write for. There are so many different things that you can put music in. Even pieces of music fit into so much. We do a lot. We do a lot of sync licensing behind the scenes because there's a lot of different filmmakers and all kinds of opportunities for songs. And in some occasions, they've taken like, uh, they've just taken 30 seconds from songs and paid the user, mm-hmm. you know, for the 30 seconds and that's it. They didn't need the old song. It's just commercials. That's been a huge business and that actually pays really, really well. So that's the whole idea between creating a full production, creating an acoustic version, creating a just instrumental version to put it in libraries because it's all yeah. a, it's all another chance to getting your music out there. Isn't Some it? people just I know. the guitar tracks or the guitar stems for example, and if you have the stems, it's going to be so much easier to put in a library because then you can just send the music supervisors that. They can edit what they want out of it and done deal. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, it's been so great catching up with you today. Thanks for making it on the show, even though I I don't know if you're not feeling well or catching a cold maybe. I'm not sure. I hope not. (laughs) Hope not. I hope not. You're probably just burning the candle at both ends and you need some rest. So well earned. (laughs) And I will catch you again soon, especially on Instagram. Of course. That was Kristen Mora on AVA Live Radio Behind the Music talking about her song launched one year ago, Tidal Wave. That video is out on AVA Live Radio. It's also playing on her page as well as Spotify, if you want to catch up with her other music. Interesting to see as well as how she progresses, because I know she's been putting a great deal of time into Instagram and to the social media pages. And she's always got something interesting going on, whether it be a new video coming out, a cover song going to be released. There's always something. But behind the scenes, there's so much more. And as you can tell, sync licensing is probably the next step. This is Jacqueline Jacks for AVA Live Radio with Behind the Music. I'll catch you guys again tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris Beeson, and I love I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio.